When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, on this week of the group chat, we got scared. We got spooked. It was a very scary way to come into Halloween week, but we've got to recap it. So we're talking 49ers. Some of the words used in the Panthers locker room after that game. Uh, ultimate meltdown, played our worst, and that's what you get. But this is the NFL, and you move on, so we are dressing up the Panthers in whatever costume we think it takes to get a win this week against the Titans. But when they get the ball, Curtis and DJ need to go into that phone booth in London that we went in, and they need to come out with their Superman on. And then stick around because we are going to give you our best Halloween hot takes. We've got that and so much more on this week's The Group Chat. You've been added to the group chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. Spooky week. What's up, everyone? It's Halloween week. How do we feel about this week? Like it's like a holiday, but it's not. It's not a holiday. Are you Are you coming in dressed up? No. Wait, first of all, that's a, a like piping hot Halloween hot take right off the bat. It's not a <laughs> holiday. We're not, not a holiday? to that point. We're not to that point. We are doing Halloween hot takes <laughs> later, but I started piping hot take. I, not a holiday. I started early. It's not a holiday that like you're gonna get off of school. Like Thanksgiving. I think like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day. Like, I, I would even go to say that Valentine's Day is not a holiday. This is yeah. a, the, you know, like, and it, it goes along those same lines. Yeah, <laughs> But if you disagree, just hang on, because I've got more <laughs> coming later on. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm just, I'm rattled we're, by that. We're, yeah, was, we're, this is going to be hard to get through all the rest Halloween of this Halloween is a lot now. of people's favorite holiday. Yeah. People get really into how Like, Valentine's There's Day. There's so many parties. Yeah, most people agree Valentine's Day is kind of like a Hallmark holiday. It's kind of like, this is kind of ridiculous. But Halloween, bar crawls, Halloween bar crawls. I'm all for celebrating Halloween. I think it is it is fun when when you commit to it. We're really getting ahead here, but when you commit to Halloween, it can be a very fun holiday. But it is not something that I believe is a real holiday. Okay, all right. More to come on that. We'll get we'll get back to that later. More to come on that. But what we're really talking about is the welcome to the Halloween week that the Carolina Panthers got this year. How fitting. Uh, the fact that they went out to San Francisco, really Santa Clara. It's not really San Francisco, but we went there um, and we came back and I'm dressing in all black appropriately today because mm. that was horrifying. It was scary. Yeah, a very on theme. So, yeah, about all that I said last week about, like, the Niners, <laughs> maybe this being a good time to get them. They had that mm-hmm. rain game against Washington. Panthers coming off the bye. 
Yeah, I mean that was a. Here were some of the words used in the Panthers locker room after that game: uh, "ultimate meltdown," "played our worst," and that's what you get. Um, mm. You know, failed the test, yeah. complete letdown. I mean, so those were. Uh, I, we don't really even need to pile on. I mean, that kind of tells you the story of the game. So does the score. I mean, fifty-one thirteen is one of the worst losses by a margin of defeat in team history. Um, the scary thing I will say about this, first off, is the 49ers. They look really good. Yep. I, w- I came away, as poorly as Carolina played, I came away extremely impressed with San Francisco. We knew their defense was going to be outstanding. It's been outstanding all year. We knew it was going to be tough on Kyle and that offense to move the ball consistently. But the Niners' offense, without really having to stretch the field vertically, still was able to carve up yards in the run game. And that's been something they've been able to lean on all year, and teams haven't been able to stop it. I mean, their run game has just consistently been there. And I thought Kyle Shanahan just called a masterful game. I mean, he had Carolina completely off balance, screens, misdirection, a little bit of everything. Um, And so I I, I walked out of that stadium. I walked into it being like, I'm not sure that the 49ers are this good. I walked out saying I was very wrong. Yeah, it was really, I think the most impressive part was the confusion of the Panthers' defense. This is a defense that is in the top five overall in in the league, and they looked confused. And being on the sidelines and being down there, I mean, and and you mentioned it, Kyle Shanahan and his staff came up with the the blueprint of how to beat the Carolina Panthers, and the team executed it perfectly. I think that was just – it was such good football by the 49ers that – you tuned in a little bit for that reason. And and I think last week, like you're saying, all that, that we said about this could be the week, you know, good time to get the 49ers. I don't think that often that, like, I drink the Kool-Aid of, like, all right, like, this team, we can beat anybody. Like, I think I'm normally yeah. – I drank the Kool-Aid last you week. You were pretty confident. I was drinking the Kool-Aid up until George Kittle, the little tipped ball thing, the spooky thing where – so um, is that when uh, it seemed like a lot of fans immediately were like, "Well, this is going to be that kind of game." Immediately when that play happened, did you kind of have the that third feeling? play of the game? It yeah. was everyone yeah. was like, "Well, if they're going to catch passes off a tip pass, and that's just this is just how it's going to go." Well, I think what had happened in weeks previously is that the Panthers' defense they came up with that ball like that was yeah. you know the takeaways were all over the place. You you got those big momentum shift type plays that fell in the way of the Panthers. I think it was just the for the first time in four weeks where a play didn't go your way. And, I mean, on defense. I think offensively, like, there's some stumbling blocks that they had. I mean, the fumbles and all of that in those first two weeks with Kyle starting. But then you didn't really see that. And that that was. It, it was a – it was a it, it was, was a, a blow. It, it was a bad omen early because, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's potentially a huge play to intercept that ball, set up a short field. Of course, San Francisco goes right down and scores. But throughout the course of the game – I mean, early on, Luke has that interception, mm-hmm. yep. and they're right back in it with that response. And then even later on, they get the Bruce Irvin safety, Christian scores, two-point conversion. All of a sudden, this is a yep. you know a game that's within reach. And I think it just showed that throughout the course of the game, the Niners had exerted kind of their, their dominance. When Carolina got close-ish there, the Niners came right back down and scored. Yeah, I mean, eight, so plays, a, eight plays, 75 yards, four-minute drive, right. and then the Debo... 20-yard run. I mean, that was right. that was the backbreaker for me. So I, f- I felt personally like, sure, we could sit here and, and say, oh, if this play goes differently here, if this one goes differently there. R- reality of it, I think, is San Francisco, when truly tested 
and it wasn't often in that game when Carolina really came close that once after McCaffrey scored, they right. were able to say, enough of this, and they put it yeah. out of reach. I mean, I think you get a three and out there, and all of a sudden you get the ball back. I mean, you know, they were they were, they were able to get decent field position at times. You get the ball back down 14, middle of the third quarter, yep. and, you know, Christian is starting to find holes. You get some momentum. I mean, yeah. but, I mean, they completely responded on that drive, and then yeah. after that, then it was – more pressure on Kyle yeah. than it was, you know, the defense couldn't get another stop. I mean, it was, that was it. And you, and you said, look, Christian was fine in running room. I think that was one of the more disappointing things about this. I mean, the Panthers averaged, let's see, 6.8 yards per rush. Yeah. I mean, they were able to run the ball effectively. They just couldn't do it because the score indicated the fact, you right. know, they just, they just didn't, they, they had to pass the football. They were down so big. But if they were able to have kept that within striking distance, you had to, you got the feeling that, hey, I mean, they were able to have success on the ground. They just couldn't go to it, and obviously the Niners were able to kind of dictate the terms from start to finish. And one of the things, the Niners, they didn't get into third downs. I think they oh, only no, had like yeah. th- two or three third down attempts in the first three quarters. Crazy. I mean, it wasn't yeah. until the fourth when the, you know you kind of put in the yeah. backups and all that. But, I mean, yeah, they didn't even have to. Yeah, well, I, ta- I mean, I talked to Luke about that after the game, and it was like the Niners could get four, five, six yards on the ground on first down whenever they wanted to. And when a team can do that, then on second and four, it's – wide open the mm-hmm. playbook is, is is all there for Shanahan he can go screen he can take a shot they can hand it off again and as a defense you're just completely on your heels and that was the way it seemed really for all four quarters was was Carolina not able to win on first down defensively and when you do that against that team it's trouble yeah. and that's what we saw yeah well I think too what was impressive about the 49ers was the blueprint of how they would like to win is exactly what they got to do on Sunday. So you're mentioning, I mean, yeah, you're getting over six yards per carry and all of those things, but just don't – the Panthers couldn't do that because they got off to an early start. They were able to let their, you know, pass rush tee up and do whatever they wanted. Like, it was a – it really was such an impressive performance by the 49ers. You just hate the fact that – the Panthers were the ones playing them. So yeah. that was the welcome to Halloween week that the Carolina Panthers and us here at the group chat were handed. So that's where we are. But since it is Halloween weekend, let's dress our Carolina Panthers up. So what do different parts of this Carolina Panthers team need to dress up as for Halloween this weekend against the Tennessee Titans to walk away with a win? Max, you want to go first? I'm first. Okay. For me, the entire team should go as the men in black. Ooh. And here's why. <laughs> Will, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're going to wear black jerseys again, right? Um, pretty sure. Which which works. That sounds confident. Pretty sure. Two, men in black, like, their whole objective is kind of, like, take care of these, like, alien <laughs> creatures. Mm. So it's kind of, like, scary monsters. Mm. It works for kind of what we're saying and about what like happened last week. what the Tennessee Titans are right yeah. now. They're kind of aliens. We're not really sure what exactly. they are anymore. Like who, yeah, what is this this weird life form that's coming to Bank of America Stadium? <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is quarterbacking this team, not America's Mariota. What's happening here? Um, but here's the main reason why. The men in black have this device mm. where you hold it up and they hit that button and it erases Man. your memory. Mm. It, it, Panthers <sighs> need to erase back. the memory of what happened in Santa Clara. Just completely forget about it. It happened... It was a loss, a really bad loss at that. But I think it's just one of those where, sure, you got to watch the tape, you got to learn some lessons from it, and all that. I think it's it's one of those where let's just let's just burn it and just forget it. Let's forget it happened and We're move on it. to Tennessee. Just beat Tennessee. It doesn't matter if you beat Tennessee six to three. Yep. Just beat the Titans and get this thing back on track. So that's my. 
That's a good one. You, why did, I, I why can't did we let, why did we let he, Max, Max go first? Max, you, we no. should have known. He always I wins came up these with segments. This. You asked me this in the elevator. Yeah. I came and like I had not thought a second about that. That was I'm I'm a little proud of myself for this one too. Yeah. This was, really was under good. the gun, walking into the studio to come I, up with this. No. Boom. I no. Can't compete. I don't know. I think I've got it. We're not even gonna continue this. No, I think I've got a good one. You go. Okay. So I have two that I think are kind of funny. So first off, we saw that the run defense they were exposed, and this has been a problem for the last couple of weeks. This has been kind of the kryptonite of the Panthers' defense, and it was just fully exposed when they went and played the 49ers. So I have lived in apartments my entire life. I'm not a homeowner. I have not had to do this on my own. But when you move out of an apartment, you're told by your apartment complex, okay, if the you know, holes in the wall are bigger than a quarter, then you're going to be charged for them. Well, look, I'm not a handyman. I've hung many of shelves that have fallen off the wall and put like dollar size <laughs> holes into my into my wall. So dollar then, size, like like silver, <laughs> like dollar. silver like dollar, big rectangle, Sil- <laughs> silver dollar people. If you, I, I was making around in British pound size, yeah, yeah. <laughs> silver dollar size, silver dollar. Got so it. So then got you it. have to come and you have to put grout in it, or you're going to get yep. charged. I would love for this Carolina Panthers defense to be like apartment maintenance men. And they're just walking around, filling all the holes in the apartment complex. I like it. And you're walking around with your grout, and you got your little, you know, hat on. You got your little scraper tool, and you're walking around, just plugging all the holes in all of the apartment complex. Please do that with these Tennessee Titans because they're coming in with a lot of question marks, but they still have, you know, running back. They're they want to run the ball, yeah. They got a questionable, like what's going on at this quarterback thing. Just, just, just be a little apartment maintenance man. So I want to be able to call, put my maintenance request in, and come in and fix my house. Would that costume be like one of the guys from the village people? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like Just picture that. Bob the Builder. <laughs> Bob the Builder. Bob I the want, Builder. I want Gerald McCoy and Bruce Irvin <laughs> and all those boys just, you know, in a little, little hard hats. Yeah. Plug and holes. My second one that I think is even better than that, and some of you are like, thank God, because that was awful. <laughs> Kyle Allen. I did get an assist on this one. Ooh, good play on words, too. Thank you. Kyle <laughs> Allen needs to dress up as Steve Nash. Why? Because he just needs to pass the ball. He just needs to get it to the playmakers. He needs to just pass it off to Curtis Samuel, pass it off to CMC, pass it off to you know Greg Olson. Get it to your playmakers and let them make the play because what we heard from this last week is he was trying to do too much. His clock was going too fast. He wasn't able to really get in his rhythm. Just like be who you are. I want you to be Steve Nash. You can wear a 13, you know, Suns jersey. You're from Arizona. It just fits with you. Walk around like you're the assist man, and that's what I want from Kyle Allen. I like that one. Yeah, that's what, and that's what Ron said. And, and he mentioned, like, there was a lot of deep shots that were kind of just hopeful passes, and it seemed like Kyle just kind of it just kind of got away from him where he was feeling the rush, and he wanted so badly just to get a big chunk play. And this happens, um, but – He's at his best when he stays within himself, and to your point, Caroline, it's just getting the ball out of his hands quickly and letting those guys do the rest, uh, and I think that'll be the formula for success against the Titans for sure. It, it, I can't follow that up. but Did you like that one too? Yeah. That one was good. pretty good, right? Well, all right so, I, I mean, I was kind of building off of that. Obviously, Kyle needs to be Steve Nash, but when they get the ball – Curtis and DJ need to go into that phone booth in London that we went in, and they need to oh. come out with their Superman on. Oh, they they need to they need to take off their their Clark Kent's and become Superman because okay. we need some big plays from someone other than Christian. Yeah, I mean, and I was going to say that we're reaching the midway point of the season. Are you guys? Has it been 
little disappointing what we've seen from DJ and Curtis so I mean, far? You know, outside of like a couple plays in London yeah. from Curtis and outside yeah. of, you know, that that big catch and run in Arizona, like we haven't really seen DJ kind of be DJ. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it's like DJ on the slants consistently, yeah. right? And that's kind of been there for them. Curtis, it just seems like they want so badly to get him involved with explosive plays, but it's been it's been hard to do consistently. I mean, they had targeted him 11 times and only had four connections. Yeah. Their inability to, to connect on these plays that are designed for Curtis has been a little troubling because we know what those two can do for this team when they are making plays. Right. And that just it hasn't always been there. And I know we all came into the season thinking, DJ and Curtis, this is these guys are going to be fun to watch. And here we are at the midway point. We're still kind of waiting for those guys to really kind of get into a groove, I think. I got to thinking about this on the way back from San Francisco, about this offense. And I, I kind of went back and looked at some of my notes from training camp of like, you know, when we make these predictions or we think what's going to happen. We'll never know this because this is like two game plan-ish that they're never going to share this. But I think the troubles on offensive line and not troubles of like, they haven't been doing their job. This this week against the 49ers, everything about that was scary. But if you take that one out. That Niners D-line, my God. Mm-hmm. Oof. Monsters. The, having to pass protect the way that this team has had to, I think, up to this point in the season, has completely changed the way that you're using your wide receivers, the way that you're using your tight ends, your running backs. Like, everything about this starts at the line. That's why you hear GMs all the time and coaches all the time say that it starts, you know, in the trenches. It's going to start up front. I think if if you would have had the same five playing offensive line and and it, and it working and it really being like, hey, we have five really stout guys that we believe can win their one on ones. We're not having to stick an extra lineman in there. We're not having to use Greg Olson to chip a guy or Christian McCaffrey and just letting your playmakers be out there to make plays only and not have to, you know work in pass protection, I think it's a big deal when you're talking about Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore because they are the only two that probably on every play, you know, it might as when Jarius Wright is in there or another wide receiver, that they don't have to do anything per se of like chipping a guy in pass protection. Their only job is to get down the field and get open. So then you would say like, oh, then they should be getting the ball all the time. But there are, what, nine other people on that field that are worried about keeping – or eight – worried about well Kyle's worried too about keeping him upright Mm -hmm. so I think when when that is the focus and it's not the focus of like just get it to the playmakers it's the focus of allow him time to get it to the playmakers I just think that's a different mindset that I don't think this offense has taken the next step you give Matsko and Norv a ton of credit for what they've been able to do with that offensive line but the fact is you're having to put a ton of time and effort into pass protection because you don't have the same solid five guys you're rotating your left tackle out you know in and out of games like there's a lot of worry about keeping Kyle upright that I I think it's like one of the last thing on Kyle's mind is like oh let me find Kurt Code down the field oh, let me let me make sure DJ gets his ball like I think that's just me we'll never know that and that may be me looking into it. I've never played a down of football I've never been out there on offense so you can come at me about that but I just think when you're looking at the offensive line and what they're having to do in pass protection when you're changing out your left tackle when you're asking Greg Olson to block a lot when you're you know, like all these other weapons where if a team is going to say, hey, we'll pick your poison, and the pick your poison is we're just going to get after your quarterback because you have to pass protect him, I just think that's when, like, okay, then we'll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll play press cover, we'll, we'll, we'll cover man. Here, here's what I would and say, too. Like, you're down 21-3 in the first half. 
you're gonna have a hard time pass protecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Like it's I, I don't care who's playing left tackle. They could put four different guys out there. They could have had one guy at every position the entire time. Like the the penalties this this offense had to set them up for first and fifteens, second and twenties. At one time it was thirty and third and thirty. I mean, you're not going to be able to execute this offense the way it's designed to win. And I, and again, I don't care if it's the best pass blocking offensive line in the NFL. You're down that big, and that's that's the situation against that defense when they can pin their ears back. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like that. You look at the games where Carolina's gotten out to a lead, mm-hmm. where they've been able to establish the run and lean on the run, it looks a whole lot different. Yeah. And I just think that is essentially where this whole league is at. The, these defensive lines and these pass rushers are so good that if you give them a, a multiple score lead and they know that the pass is coming, it's going to be trouble. And especially against that Niners defense, you're going to see at times six sacks and a half when, yeah. when those guys can just go. And that's unfortunately the situation Carolina was in because it was 21-3 before you really even got into the game. And shoot, we've seen the other side of it. I mean, remember Completely. I mean, remember yeah. three weeks ago? I mean, that wasn't that long ago that we're pinning yeah. our ears back and going after Jameis, and right. he's the one seeing ghosts. And I think that was the most disappointing thing about the performance in San Francisco was they didn't give themselves a chance. We knew it was going to be tough. Even if the Panthers played their best game against the Niners, it's tough to beat that undefeated team in their place. But to make the mistakes that they made and all the penalties and to go down quickly, like we, we talked about it. It was like they can't get down big against San Francisco because that's what they do to teams. They get up to a big lead and then they start turning the screws. And it's like good luck blocking Bosa, Armstead, Buckner, all the D Ford. Good luck. It's, it played right into the Niners' hands. And I think that was the most frustrating thing was like the Panthers knew what they needed to do in order to keep this game competitive. They had to stay on schedule on offense, give themselves third and threes, third and fours. Instead, it was third and nine, third and 10, third and 11. And that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I think it's just been like this balance on offense where you're trying to find, like, you know, you say balanced offense. So you're thinking, all right, that's the run game and the passing game, just like making sure. But I think you also add into that the fact that what the offensive line has had to go through to make sure that Kyle Allen can have a balanced offense and run that offense. I just think that plays into what Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore and Jarius Wright and all those, you know, wide receivers are able to do as well. Um, To get us back on the Halloween thing, though, I was going to say that Kyle Allen should have been Flava Flav just because of the big clock (laughs) around his neck. And that coach was saying that his internal clock was maybe a little bit too fast. Just Flava Flav it, man. Just Flava Flav. Did y'all watch that show? Yeah, remember when he was like the biggest deal for a little while? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Flavor Flav. Yeah. What was the um? What was the woman's name that came out? What was of the that show? show? Flavor of Love. Flavor yeah. of Love. There was yeah. A, there and was what a, was her name? What was her name? <laughs> <sighs> Producer Matt, can we get He's, some research? Yeah, can you look that up, please? Uh, that will be at the end of the Halloween hot takes. Um, Flavor Flav. Just if you type in Flavor Flav, I'm sure this woman will pop up. Yeah, she's in like gifts all the time. <laughs> Uh, Flava Flav, and uh, we'll wait on this on end of Halloween hot. It's going to take a little while to get to the bottom. Yeah, of this. You're, th- and that was, this was years ago when Flava Flav was uh, was the man. Well, let's go Halloween hot takes. I started this off strong unintentionally at the beginning. Of oh, we're getting no, that's not is that no. her? No, that's not her. Not her. Keep keep looking. We'll, we'll keep we'll we'll circle back in a minute. But I started this podcast out pretty hot, apparently saying that Halloween is not a real holiday. I stand by that. But let's go other Halloween hot takes here. Or just your take that may, in fact, I know that my Halloween, like my view on Halloween is a, is a hot topic because every single year 
I get ass. Nope, not that woman either. I get <laughs> I get pushback of what I think about Halloween. Yes, Will's yes, got it. Yes, Will's got yes. it. Who is this woman? She was kind of like the villain on the show. Everyone that's listening to this that knows this is yeah, they're like yeah, yelling the name. Like so sorry. This could be a good Halloween costume though for anyone out there if you're looking. Someone goes flavor, flavor, and this. But let's go. Okay. As Will is doing research. Yep. New York. New York. That was her name. Tiffany New York Pollard. Yeah, they all had nicknames. He gave. It's kind of like Cam. Cam (laughs) could be flavor, flavor. He gives out nicknames. (laughs) There's also hoops. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I she did would, watch the She dated show. Shaq. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hoops. Wow. Boots. Hoops and boots. Was Hoops, hoops dated Shaq after Flava Flav? Delicious. Wow. Buck Wild. I mean, this Hottie. is like, this was the Bachelor Bucky? and Bachelorette yeah. before the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Goldie. <laughs> All right, Will's okay. going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Halloween hot takes. Max. Yeah, so if you've if you've listened to press coverage, uh, you've heard every year us talk about our Halloween candy hot takes, but we haven't gotten Caroline, so that's where I am most interested is to find out. Here, here's the question I'll ask you: Like when you were trick or treating and you come home and you like dump out your thing of candy, which are the ones that immediately you're grabbing to eat because those are your favorite, and which are the ones that immediately you're tossing mm. because it's like ugh. Why would somebody ever give this candy out? It's gross. Yeah. So as a kid, I wasn't a big sweets eater. But milk- you and Halloween just don't seem to get we along. We don't. I think that's why we just got off on a bad foot. Bad foot. Uh, milk duds. Yeah. Sign Very good candy. Me. Wait, wait, up. wait, wait what? Candy. Sign me up. Oh, okay. You're, well, you're I'll, not. I'll, I'll keep going. I'll wait for you guys to oh, hate boy. on my hot takes here. Milk okay. duds are the best candy. That's date. your number one? That is my number one. Wow. Well, now I love Skittles now, but I don't trick-or-treat anymore because that would be weird. So I would be excited about some tropical Skittles. Okay. But Milk Duds, that was it for me. And, like, I loved when, like, you would buy the assortment bag for school or something. You would take it be like, oh, here, friends. I would take all the Milk Duds. They were not going. They were not leaving my. The cute little box. It's yeah. got, like, four Milk Duds. Four. Well, three or four. So if it was always lucky, exciting when you opened yeah. up and you had four. Yep. Milk duds are still my go-to. I love, love a good milk dud. A little tough to eat sometimes, though. Sometimes, like, but there's kind be... of an art. You kind of have to, when you have that fourth one, it's really nice because you can eat the three freely, but then the fourth <laughs> one has to go in as like a cleanup. You know, like this you're going to- Breaking gonna, it down. You're going to have gosh. some caramel or caramel, <laughs> however you want to say it, in your teeth. Uh-huh. Like you got to use that fourth one to kind of clean some stuff up. You got you to you bite down where the caramel is and That's then just amazing. get it to stick together. That's great. Okay, now which candy is like- Gross. I will never eat this. I have one that I always, I mention every year. Um, And it always shows up. And I, on, I, I think I'm going to say yours because I think I remember it. I but I agree. I've got to think about this one because okay, I just did it. There is, was a lot. The candy is Almond, almond Joy. joy. <laughs> it's the worst it's, candy. It's so bad. Yeah, I always um, describe it as the candy that you give to your parents when you come home from trick-or-treating. For some reason, parents like it because that's the one that has almonds, obviously, and like coconut. I love yeah. coconut. Oh, Gross. God, Honestly, horrible. I don't think I've ever no. had an almond joy. Yeah, there, I'll, I'll give you some because I'm sure it will end up with some around. And the the, the the wrapping paper the, is the, exactly. so bad. Whereas the branding is, is suppo- the branding is supposed to be like exciting and <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, oh, it's the worst. Not that like milk duds have the most exciting branding either, but that's just a good candy. But like almond joy looks bad. 
Just like mounds. Right. They're yeah. the same thing. I always kind of threw mounds, milk duds, and almond joys together for mm-hmm. me. No, I milk grouped duds them together. In a different group. Okay. That's I have a completely different class. I do remember coming home and always being upset when you would get like lifesaver mints. Yeah, that's not no. That's yeah, not right. like the white ones. Yeah, yeah. Get get that out of here. Yeah, like love that, that now. Thank you, Judy, for having those in the office. But yeah, as a kid, I do remember dumping out and being like, "Yeah, what are these? Yeah, and they were mints." You know what else I don't like? The, what the <laughs> Tootsie Rolls that are like different colors? Oh no, what? What? different the, colors. Yeah, there's the like cherry blue and orange. Yeah. Oh no. Ugh. Now original Tootsie Roll. Yeah, sign me up. Or do I'm you down. like do you like the ones in the wrapper or do you like kind of the longer ones? I celebrate the, the entire catalog of Tootsie Roll samples. <laughs> <laughs> but those th- tropical ones, <laughs> gross. I think Tootsie Rolls are like that ice cream sandwich. Like an ice cream sandwich is just classic. The the normal, just like we're getting yeah. a little off brand here, but like just nothing fancy about it. It's just yep. an ice cream sandwich. That's what a Tootsie Roll that, is. Like, that it's would like be a pretty bad button. Halloween thing, though, if you're just throwing ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, that just, would be bad. You know, they're Unless, like, melting you just, everywhere. Like, you gave out, like, mini coolers. <laughs> mini coolers with ice cream. Like, we're going to the house to hands out ice cream sandwiches. Will, you, Will, what do you got for us? Well, I mean, so, yeah, outside of Almond Joy, I mean, candy corn, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah, I don't, no like, comment. I'll eat some candy corn no. on Halloween, but it's not really something you get trick-or-treating because... It's not like wrapped. It's just sort right. Of like, it's just kind it's of like in around bowls in, a in a bowl. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love candy corn. Oh, wait, really? Square love. off here. Wow. Love. Yeah. What? What? What about it? You know that it's pretty much just like colored wax. No. I, okay. This, here's the thing about this hot take of <laughs> do, you, do you like crayons? That's what people say. Or, you know, it's just sugar wax. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it is. I, it I, is I, sugar. I think we're about to have a visit from someone that we uh, oh, we almost oh. listen. <laughs> listen, listen. You need Southern Mama kind of here to talk about candy corn. It is sugar, and that's all I care about. It is it is flavored sugar is all it is, mm. and it is phenomenal. And the 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 coloring of it. I get this whole thing about texture though, because I hate peeps. Marshmallow peeps. Ugh. Well, now we're going into Easter. Hate. But the only reason I hate them is because of the texture. The flavor yeah. might be the flavor might be good. I, I can't tell you what it tastes like, but the texture <laughs> of a Peeps marshmallow is so huh. disgusting that I can't do it. So Repulsed. when people I am. So when people are like, I don't like candy corn because of the texture, I'm like, that's a valid point. I understand that. When they go into it is wax or a crayon. No, it's not. But you can't eat crayons. What about put that circus there. peanuts? What is that? Boring. It's uh, ranked the second worst Halloween candy on this <laughs> website. Oh. I'm looking at. No, it's, Listen, it's, we're it's looking for original thing. thoughts no, here. No, it's Will, these we're not things. googling. Remember, like, you've seen those things. Oh, oh those are yeah, gross. they're horrible. Yeah, the, Wait, yeah, those like the I, didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah, those are gross. Though. Yeah. What it, now? Here's my other uh, candy corn take. I will eat the original candy corn. Oh yeah. I will not eat the big pumpkins. I don't like the pumpkins. Those I, are gross. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a big because then it's it, it is it's too much. It's the peep like effect where there's just too much yeah. texture. No thanks. I also am not a huge fan of the chocolate flavored candy corn. Where like yeah, one no, of the one of the color, just the OGs. No. Where are you guys on um like sour and gummy stuff? Yeah, love. Oh yeah. yeah. To me, that's kind of that's the best when you get like a nice Sour Patch Kids or the Warheads. Like that Remember throughout. Warheads? Yeah. Ooh. Those Atomic Warheads. Yeah. yeah. The blue ones. The best. Nerds. Oh, oh, completely. 
All right, so I think I've, I think I've, we've got Will's market cornered here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the guy, guy. Where, where Dwight's just like, "Hey, look, it's Ooh, Jim sitting on the couch eating nerds. Jim's a nerd eating nerds." <laughs> I got another one for you, and this is another very popular trick or treating candy. Smarties mm-hmm. don't like them. Yep, I like them. They're just Smarties. chalk. I, I like them. The I... little like roll of like, the, like tiny the roll oh! of the little things. I like them. Mm, I like those too. Because I, I just open good. them up and like yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're good. Just all the way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish everyone could see what Will just did. <laughs> How he reenacted eating Smarties. Those are good. They're what awesome. was your what was your best Halloween year? Like whether it was your your costume or the party you went to, like best Halloween year. Oh man. Is Will pulling up a photo for yeah, y'all, y'all go. Are you going to your Facebook page to You've find seen it. Will you please? Yeah, when we, I've shown it to Max. Yeah. Caroline needs this. When we post yeah. this, you have to respond to, with this photo sure. on Twitter. Sure. Okay. <laughs> now we're all waiting for. Will no, y'all go. What's what's your I best mean, Halloween? So mine was. I peaked early here. I believe I was seven or eight years old, mm-hmm. and I dressed as a cat. Uh, I was just in all black, and I had some cat ears and a and a tail. And when you go trick-or-treating in neighborhoods, sometimes you run across a dog. (laughs) And the tail on my costume really got this dog excited to chase. Well, then it becomes like an actual, like, I was was scared. I'm not scared of dogs, but being chased by a dog, and you don't know the dog, and it's it's coming for your tail, but... It still goes down in the history of like the best costume in the family because a dog chased a cat. That's pretty good. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. I, I peaked early. Yeah, just I'll just rattle off some of my early year costumes. I was super into the Power Rangers. Oh, I went as too. Red Ranger yeah. and Blue Ranger. Oh, okay. same year, different years. Different year, <laughs> different year. <laughs> I didn't know if you like costume change. Okay, it's a change. But I will say this about uh, my memories of those costumes is like. How like gross the mask was that oh, you had yeah. to wear with them, yeah. and like, like the that tiniest just, like, little sticks out. tiniest little opening for your they're mouth. They're terrible. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just awful. Um, and I just remembered, I was a man in black one year. Really? Yeah. When that movie inspiration was big, we for today's, we need a photo. I had yeah. I, 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 it was kind of cool. I had the sunglasses. I had the suit with the black tie. Oh, it's a real this, easy like, costume for moms. I had man, this like man toy, this toy like Men in Black gun though that was supposed to like you know defeat aliens or whatever. I remember uh, that. Did you have uh, the little mind thing? Yeah, I must have a carried little, around like, something like that too. How old were you? Do you remember? This is elementary school. This may be like my fifth grade costume so or something like that. That's a good one. Yeah, like, and then early, early, it was like when mom gets to do whatever she wants when you're like you yeah. know, too young to, so like Kermit the Frog, I was the beast one year from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, not my did finest you, Did you have a beauty alongside you, or it's just the beast? I was just beast. Oh. Um, my niece, <laughs> I think this is a really cute, my niece, her first Halloween, she was a scuba diver. That's cool. And so she was like, they just put her in black, like she was, yep, you yeah. know, in her little socks and everything. And then they took a two liter bottle of soda and painted it yellow and it put little straps that's, on it. And she cool. had it yes. on her back. And oh the, my gosh, the really like cute. homemade mm-hmm. costumes that like really nail it are always the best. Like I saw somebody on Twitter posted some like I, my favorites now are meme costumes. Yeah. So somebody went as the like, all right, I'm out, SpongeBob, yeah. and he was like sitting on a couch, and it was a giant car <laughs> with like the face. Oh my and god! And he was just sitting there, and it was awesome. Oh, I haven't seen. If you one. nail a meme costume, yeah. you win. It's tough. Yeah. You win. All right, well. All right, so that was me. 
about eight yeah, years that's ago. Good. That's good. I was, Heisenberg. I was, I was Walter good. White Heisenberg. Yeah. That's um, and good. then yeah, and when I, like I literally that hat was called the Heisenberg. And then they didn't let me return. Did you it. walk around with like some blue crystals in your pocket? I, I wish I should have, because <laughs> well, like that that year when I went out, there was like a lot of people that were him in yep. the the yellow, like the the outfit that he wore in the lab, right? Like the yellow. Right. So there, th- this was like the other version of Breaking Bad. That's good. Yeah, you're really nailing the facial expression too in that photo. Oh yeah, I, yeah. But I, I was also a pirate. I was a pirate a lot. I always nailed. I the was Walter a pirate White. last year. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a big like dress up as an adult person. I know it's shocking with how much I love Halloween, but I will say when I go all in on Halloween, it is such a fun night because mm-hmm. it's hilarious to just be in a bar or you know be somewhere where there's a party and to see what everyone's wearing. Like it yeah. is so funny to yeah. watch. Like oh, there's a why is Spider Man here? Dio, can you David? give us some of this Halloween candy you David? got? Yeah, what's going on over there? David. R- radio producer extraordinaire, David Lang. He just, just opened, opened up this up drawer yeah. and Whoa. has a full... Giant. And he's got milk, milk nuts. nuts. Oh, my God. Look We're at that. just talking about milk nuts. Let's see if let's see what's in this, this podcast. Let's see what's in this bag. In this podcast, we're going to open one thing of milk nuts. It's we're gonna, here's three what we're going to do. We're going to rank the candies in this bag. Oh, he's said Dio, what do we got? Like what is this? What's the offering Looks like there's some Reese's over there. Bring it over. Thanks for opening up your drawer. All right, so we got Reese's, Kit Kat. Some people in this building call it Reese's, by the way. I'm not going to say who. Uh, Kit Kat, Heath Bar, oh. Whoppers, Milk Duds, and Crackle. And then he just has a full bag of Snickers. And then just a giant bag mm. of Snickers. So all chocolate. Yeah, this is one of your chocolate variety packs. I'm a big fan of the Crackle, I will say. Yeah, Crackle's good. Like, I'm, I'm into a, that. I'm a Heath person. I like, uh, I like really? coffee. I'm a big uh, coffee fan. Out of this, I, I'm Kit Kat. And I'm going to say, say Whoppers are the bottom candy in this bag. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, Are we in agreement on that? I, I mean, for me, I I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't do the Reese's. Yeah, so Will is also a crazy person who doesn't like peanut butter. Yep. So he won't eat Reese's. You're not, like, allergic? I just don't do it. Wow. I'm yeah. having a Kit Kat. Yeah, I'm having a crackle. Yeah, if you're hearing me chewing at Smoke Duds, and you know how that goes. Like, it's a little... The sound effect. It was a three-pack, by the way. Hold on. Well, we got to hear the You just the got crackle. three? You just got oh, three. Oh, you didn't get the four. I got three, but I'm going to get another one. Okay. So. DL, thanks for the candy. I know you didn't, like, plan on that, but... Really appreciate you uh, coming in, coming in big here at the end for this Panthers spooky Halloween edition of the group chat. Is that how we're gonna? Get it? <laughs> I didn't. That I didn't know. That, that I'm it? just kidding. A ghost came in here and just cut us off there. But no, guys, thank you so much for. <laughs> we're it's candy. It just threw me off. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the group chat. We'll be back next week. No Halloween. It will not be spooky. It will be November, and that means my Christmas tree will be up. Chew on that for a week. Bye. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. 
Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.